So I would like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner and really just excited. I think I say that every episode, excited for every episode just because just really just taking a step back, just really taking a moment of realization to see how far we've come. Just y'all have come as listeners. I've come as a, a podcast. Hopefully we've come as a podcast. I consider y'all part of this podcast. I thank everybody for the support, for making everything possible, for really just just making it happen one step at a time. And, and I'm really just, I love just sitting down with everybody. I love the exposure that we've been able to provide to other businesses. I love how now I'm clicking on certain businesses and certain followers and I'm seeing mutuals across states. I'm seeing people work with each other talk to each other, communicate. So that's really just the goal. That's something that I want to continue and something that I want everybody to just enjoy and reap the benefits from. So today I'm sitting down with Selena and Selena does, I first met her actually through social media, through through travel, just because she was just a travel inspiration for me, just always traveling for the low, just track. She had great views, just, it, she was everywhere, but, and she always just made it happen. She always just had good stories behind us. She would always just show us good eats, good, and I love food. So I couldn't beat that at all. So, but then, and actually double back into her profile page more recently, I saw that um, she was a part of a nonprofit organization. I saw the work that she was doing. It just international. So, and it, it was really just impressive to me. One, because it's international, but two, anytime that women can come together or a woman can just do things on her own and just make it happen, it, it's really just an inspiration. I was going through the page and I really saw the, the feedback that she was getting, the impact that she was getting. So I was really just excited for it. So Selena, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I don't think I can complain, even if I wanted to. God is always good and he's always just making it happen. So with the, yeah. So with your particular organization, can you just tell us about, well, it is called the Working Women Foundation for everybody out there listening, but can you just tell us, can you just give us the ins and the outs of it, the background, maybe how you got the name and what exactly you guys do? Yes. So um, the, we're located in Uganda and Nigeria. Our motto is uh, reducing Africa's poverty level one woman at a time. So basically we try to empower women who then go and empower their families and their communities uh, by helping them get jobs, helping them finish going to school, helping them get schooling for their children, helping them with food resources, helping them with their businesses, just things like that. Yeah, just a whole bunch of projects put into one, basically just wanting to empower them. And so therefore the next generation could be empowered too. Absolutely. Reducing poverty one woman at a time. I love that just because if anybody need, well, just in thinking about a post that I see, I always reference just social media and things that I read or I always see, they say the most targeted person or the most, like the the person who has it the hardest in America is the black woman. And I really couldn't agree more. I just think that it's a lot placed on y'all. It's just a lot of responsibility that y'all have to uphold a lot of, just a lot, just a lot of work, a lot of requirements. And then sometimes you're still not even seen equal, equal to the black man, equal to, to anybody. So with, with reducing poverty, with working in a, in another country, Uganda specifically, how have you found it to be, what has the experience been like? I know that you're located in Texas, but how, how kind of do you still keep the, the workflow going being that you're in another country? Um, well, it's difficult um, because I am over here and, you know, you really don't know the money you're sending isn't really being used towards what it's supposed to be used for. So um, lucky for me, I was when I went to Uganda, it's a funny story. I went and um, the first person I was supposed to use that was going to be like basically the vice president of the 
uh, organization. He he was someone I met through my father. He had his own organization, and I wanted to partner up with them. But he turned out to be like a like a scam artist. Like the money he got, he was using for different things, and I'm just not into that. So my dad told me not to use him after he found out, of course. And so. I went to the nail salon and over there, it's usually males that who do nails. And I was just so, I don't know, something in me was like, okay, tell this guy who's doing, who's literally like taking the the, uh, the dead skin off your feet. Like tell, <laughs> tell him about your organization idea. So I don't know, I think it was God whispering in my ear. So I told him and um, he was really into it. And uh, he was a funny guy, which is what made me connect to him in the first place. Uh, and so I told him about the idea and he was telling me about how he goes to this fellowship in the village. And um, there's a lot of women out there who are homeless and they're living at the church. Mind you, the church is like under a tent. Like it's not like it's a real, you know, a, an actual building, an actual structure. It's just a tent and you sleep on the dirt. But he told me about the the pastor there and the woman there and, you know, their children and a lot of them a lot of their spouses left them or of course there are still men in the, at the church too but it's like slim to none so he told me about that and i was just inspired and so ever since then i've been able to like he i the first time i knew i could trust him with like finances was when it was just me and uh, my sister and my cousin and um, we'd never gone anywhere by ourselves in Uganda, especially to the village, you know, because you have the city and then you have the rural area. So we always stayed in the in the city part if we were going to go somewhere by ourselves. He ended up picking us up and we uh, we took this nasty taxi and this um, like motorcycle transportation, our first time doing that too, um, with this man that we just met at the nail salon. You know, he could have robbed us. He could have he could have did anything he wanted to do, but he actually took us there and we were just so comfortable. And then he took us back home safely. And so I realized that, okay, I found someone that I could use to trust and that can run it for me over there while I'm in the States. And so, yeah, so to this day, even just yesterday, I sent him some money so we can um, start a pig farm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I run it over there. He's, he is my go-to guy. His name is Joshua, by the way. Got you. And that really just makes me think of, well, just in the first thing that you spoke of about how the first person that you were using, just the money that you were sending and, and all the, just to get supplies and just to help with funding the projects, how it wasn't really genuine efforts. And that immediately made me think of how a lot of times, especially here, that these organizations, specifically the ones that kind of came to mind first was Black Lives Matter and American Red Cross, how I did some reading and I even got some posts sent to me, how they were saying that they were monetizing off of us, off of Americans, off of African-Americans and how their the donations and stuff, they weren't, things weren't adding up all the money. It wasn't really accounted for. And then you couldn't really tell what it was going to and that it was, somebody even told me that, and I don't know really how true this is, that Black Lives Matter was actually run by Caucasian people. So just in hearing that, it was just like, wow, you just really sometimes you really you see these big organizations, you see these big names, you see all these donations, you see all this money raised and and what have you. But where really is it going? And a lot of times they may say one thing, but nobody really knows specifically unless you really keep track of all the paperwork or unless you're right then and there what exactly it went towards. So I'm definitely sorry to hear about that, but definitely glad that in the end you still able were able to come from it. Like you said, a man was picking the skin of your foot and it turned into all of this. So I'm definitely glad that. Um, it was able to work out in your favor. So now with this organization specifically, do you have like a, a set amount of like a staff? Do you have 
certain amount of roles? Do you guys have like an executive board, like a leadership team? Like how many people are a part of the Working Women Foundation? We have really just three of us that do all the work. There's me, I guess the CEO, the founder, and then there's Joshua, who's the vice president. And then I guess I'd call him the director. He does the fellowship pastor. He does a lot of the work with the ladies, like the hands-on work. So for an example, like I mentioned before, we're doing this pig farm, right? So Joshua is the person, well, yeah, typically Joshua is the person that I, I give the money to, or I might give the money to the pa to pastor since we're in COVID and, you know, going places unnecessarily is not recommended. So I'd usually give the money to Joshua who would um, find the pig, like people who sell pigs, um, the materials we need and the food. And then pastor would go and find which women are going to work on the farm. He would go and find who actually wants to work in agriculture. And, and then that's how we'd make it happen. So I usually do the money, the fundraising, the promoting and the ideas. Well, we all do ideas really, but I, I guess I determine, I'm kind of like, I guess the president, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> the president. I say, we, okay, we can do this idea or we can't afford to do this idea right now. Josh handles how we're going to get it done. I'll tell him what we're going to do. He'll say, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And the pastor will figure out the last details, who's going to do it, um, when they can do it, you know, are they physically capable of doing it? So that's how it works. But we have volunteers and things who um, volunteer to, you know, come out there and work on the field, not on the field, sorry, <laughs> work at the land that we're on, you know, decide to do fundraising of their own with their school or with their own social media and things like that. I like that a lot now. And that just kind of made me think too about effort, just how you said you're, you guys aren't the biggest organization, but you, you recognize that there's a problem. You recognize that there's a problem in a specific area with a, a specific demographic of people. And that you just want to change that. You just want to combat that. You just want to fight those stereotypes. You just want to make a difference in the lives of others. And I definitely do like that. And I definitely know that it can definitely be challenging at times and, and something that I want to talk about too. As a nonprofit organization, what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced and are currently facing just to ensure the, that the mission of this organization is still being pushed and that these, these women's lives are still being changed on a daily? Okay. Uh, yeah. Good question. We face a lot of challenges, of course, for it example number one money issues that's always that's always the first due to the fact that we are a small organization and we don't have a 501c3 yet it's hard to get big donations here in the states because people always when you have a 501c3 basically people can use that as a tax write-off for themselves so if someone donates one million dollars that's a tax write-off for themselves and so it's kind of like you get this one mil and i don't have to pay it out in my taxes so it's like tip for tat but um we are we are we have papers in uganda so in uganda we're like you know we are official over there we're just not official over here yet so that's another problem which you know goes into money and then one last problem that we have is you know how i said we are uh, also located in nigeria so i don't know if you heard of it but in nigeria several months ago they were having they were having like rape scandals going on there's this big artist i forgot who he was he was found to be raping a lot of women kind of like it's like the equivalent of r kelly he was found to be raping a lot of women and it was just really bad so a lot of women just started coming out 
about, oh yeah, he's raped me before, or my teacher has, you know, tried to rape me or tried to, I guess, do it with me so I can get a high grade or my boss. And these kinds of things happen a lot all over the world, but I'd say especially in African countries due to the fact that women there don't have as much opportunity as men do. So a lot of men feel like, okay, well, if you wanna have this opportunity, then you have to give me some. With that being said, I try, like I'm trying to come up with um, like a counseling group for girls who have been raped, for women who've been raped, and also come up with like a fighting class, um, a protect yourself class, a self-defense class, there it goes. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to come up with a self-defense class. And lastly, also come up with a class for young boys to teach them how to respect the opposite sex and how to not like be so thirsty and to, you know, teach them that you can, if, I mean, if sex is that serious, you can get it by just being nice to someone and treating them with respect. They will give it to you if they want to. You don't have to take it that from them though. So I want to do those three things in Nigeria, but it's hard because I don't have a person like Joshua over there. So um, I don't have a go-to person over there. And also I, I did have a group of women in Nigeria to do the counseling group with, but it's kind of hard to get in touch with them as the time zones are different. And also like to keep them engaged and wanting to have these discussions with their, you know, their personal busy lives. So those are my struggles. And I thank you sincerely just for the, the transparency, even over here, just thinking about some of those ideas that could be implemented here in the United States, specifically in the, the states and the cities that we're in. Just thinking about how, in a sense, like you're never too young just to learn morals, I guess. I mean, obviously, you want to be of age to be able to retain them and, and actually know them. But like you said, just teaching the boys not to be so thirsty, not to just feel so entitled, but teaching the women also, look, self-defense, just not saying that, look, you have to just go out there and just pick a fight. But in the instance, if you are put in a situation or, or made uncomfortable, look, you you should at least know how to defend yourself, how to how to just be okay, how to, how to make it out of that situation and still have your life in the end. So I do really commend the work that you, that Joshua, that the working women foundation is doing and even with like you said the difference in the time zones the differencing in just communication i know it's not always easy to get in contact with them and maintain contact with them so and something that you even made me think about more yes you are in uganda you're pretty set up and established there but trying to trying to push this i know that nigeria isn't just also your your end goal you want to eventually expand to other countries within exactly. africa so something that i also just thought about too how so how do you or or have you thought of anything between you and Joshua, Joshua, between the foundation of ways to better communicate with other countries, of ways to get more established in these other countries to ensure that the Working Women Foundation, your, your principles are being pushed everywhere? <laughs> Good question. You putting me on the spot. <laughs> we, uh, right now, at the moment, we are more focused on Uganda due to uh, COVID happening. So I don't want to like spread them too thin. I've, I kind of just have, have him focused on Uganda and I've been trying to expand it on my own to other countries. My uh, boyfriend is from Nigeria. So um, I was able to go to Nigeria and visit his family, which is why we then expanded to Nigeria as well. But I met up with another organization while I was there. And though they are a great organization, they have their own things going on. And so with that, I was not able to create a bond with them like I was with Joshua, who 
he didn't have an organization before. He was just a nail salon, you know, worker. So he grew the passion through this foundation. And so that's why I have not, I have not been able to move to other countries yet. But I do think that after we get certain things established in Uganda, we'd be able to go maybe to like a surrounding country like Congo or um, Rwanda. Well, actually, Rwanda's doing really good. They might not need us. <laughs> but Kenya and other countries surrounding the place so that it's not a far drive for him. Got you. Okay. And just the fact that you're, I mean, like you said, just, well, yeah, I'm, I'm one, I'm gonna put you on the spot. That's just what I do. But I think it's good. Just the fact that you're even thinking about that, that even through the midst of this all, like you said, the COVID and the pandemic and, and still just having to, still having to deal with the issues in Uganda, still having to deal with the issues in Nigeria, the fact that you're still thinking about expansion, the fact that you want to target so many women and you're even trying to move this over to the, to the men as well. It's just, it's, it's remarkable. It's needed for sure. And even like I said, I'll double back to it again. Even when you're working international, it's just a totally different ball game for sure. So it's just more things to consider, more factors to worry about, more more things to just make sure you're really crossing your T's and your dot and your I's. So once again, I, it's just still good. It's still a great thing that you're doing. And I'm, I'm still just wishing you all guys the best of luck and the best of success. Now, with everything that you've kind of done so far and with the impact that you've been able to see, I even saw your trailers that you guys kind of from the page and everything just really looks beautiful just the impact just how happy the kids look over there man it just made me smile being able to see it so what are some of the experiences what are some of the testimonials what are some of like the the great projects that you've done so far and and, and what are some of those experiences been like for you joshua and the working woman foundation um yeah we have several testimonies um i'll give you one for example we have this one girl she when when pastor first found her she was laid out on the street. I believe she was with her newborn child. She just had a baby and she was homeless. No food, no bed, no clothing, nothing. She had gotten pregnant by this guy who claimed he loved her. You know, the regular um, sad story. He left her once she got pregnant and she was left out by herself. And so when Pastor found her laid out on the street homeless, he um, asked her, you know, if she wanted to sleep at the church. You know, there's other girls there so she can feel comfortable and, you know, at least feel like she has some sort of family. And so, of course, she said yes. Um, she went over there with the baby. Um, and then when I went over there to Uganda and I met her and, you know, I asked her, what do you want to do with your life? Like, do you want to go to school? Do you want to start working? Do you want to own a business? What do you, what do you want to do? And so she just said, I just want to make money. I have a child, like, you know, I need to get serious so I can take care of my family. And so now she works as a hairstylist at a salon due to the organization's efforts and we're able to find her a job. So I'm just so happy for her now. I mean, she, she might not be at her, like at her goal, but she's making money and she's getting there because she, eventually she wants to own a hair salon. So yeah, that's that's one testimony for her. Um, we have a, a bunch of other testimonies, but that's one of my favorite ones. Amazing. From start to finish, just the fact that you can reflect on things like that, just the fact that all of the hard work, all of sometimes the back and forth, all of the, the late nights, I'm sure, 
it can pay off when you hear things like that or, or right. let you know that your efforts yeah, aren't going in vain. So I love to hear that. I love to hear when, especially with a nonprofit organization that you guys, yeah, you face trials, you face tribulations, arguably sometimes more than other businesses that are funded a little bit differently or that have other modes to receive funding. But the fact that you still make things happen from just out of love, just out of impact, just out of knowing, even sometimes just speaking from experience, just knowing that, look, Things can be better. I've seen it firsthand and I know that I won't stop here until we get to where we have to go. We do what we have to do. So I love that. I love that you were able to find somebody in Joshua who can still hold things down while you're over here in the United States. So is this something that just in looking at everything that you've done, just in looking at how it's been established and how it's been working, is this something that you think that you would want to and that you could bring to the United States in some form or fashion? Um, there's definitely an opportunity to do that. Uh, <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. I've never thought about doing that just because I think that the U.S. has a lot of um, organizations and government-ran organizations that are helping people out here. I have a friend who was homeless before, and she's one of my closest friends. She was homeless before. And she told me that most of like the people who are homeless on the streets, not all of them, of course, but a lot of the people who are homeless on the streets or a lot of the women who are homeless on the streets choose to be on the streets because they have so many resources and that she was homeless and so she could have been out on the streets, but she was she ended up getting herself into a shelter where she had um she had to come home on like she had to come back to the shelter at a certain time. She wasn't able to drink or smoke and, you know, she just had to follow their rules. But a lot of people don't want to follow those rules. So they prefer to be out on the streets and collect coins. And so I think that I wouldn't mind bringing it over here to the U.S. And I do think that it'd be a lot easier, of course, and probably being getting more money for the organization. But I do think that women back home in Africa have it harder or families in general men included have it harder back in africa just because the government is not like as serious over here the government we have a corrupt government yes but it is more corrupt over there because the money that they get stays with the political family a lot of times it doesn't trickle down into the economy so that's why they need organizations like the working woman foundation that are not going to be you know greedy and are not going to keep the money for themselves and are not going to be lying and are, you know, so I definitely, you know, there could be a way that we end up coming to the U.S., but for now, I'm more so focused on just staying in African countries. If I get out of Africa, I could see myself, I could see us moving to like the Middle East or um, like India, um, poor, like Southeast Asian countries places like that. That's very interesting for sure. The point that you touched on about just the government and it, it even made me think, but also be grateful for just, yes, we, like you said, we're, and especially with everything going on, we don't even really need to get into it tip for tat, but it's definitely a lot. It's a struggle here for us. But then you look at other countries where, like you said, the citizens or the people or different organizations or foundations aren't even directly benefiting from their own, their own, their own, I'll say it again, government. 
And it's just like, wow, like, like you said, if it wasn't for these organizations and they would be even more worse off than the fact that you have organizations like this, but you want more. And it shouldn't even come to that just because the government, I guess, should be a little bit less corrupt. But it's just the it's the way of life for some, unfortunately. Now, just in thinking about the Working Women Foundation and the work that you guys do specifically in these countries, are there any other organizations, whether they be United States based, whether they be Africa based, that you guys have worked with or are looking to work with just to ensure that um, everybody's getting all the help that they need? Yeah, there are a lot of organizations. I would prefer not to name any names until things are actually happening. (laughs) I don't want to jinx myself, but there are other organizations. That's actually my favorite thing to do is to collab with other organizations and do work with them. I know that even my younger sister, her name is Cleo, and she came up, I guess, I don't know if we inspired her or not, but she came up with an organization. Um, I believe she just found the name for uh, Affluent Africa. And I don't quote me on that though. <laughs> but she just came up with a name and she wants to do things where she's in Uganda. We're from Uganda, by the way, which is why you know I keep bringing up Uganda so much. But um, she wants to do an organization where she works on infrastructure, better school buildings, better... Um, better like highways and things like that so i want to definitely collab with her somehow and maybe give women the woman woman in our foundation jobs in infrastructure teach them how to do that and um that way it's benefiting both of our organizations and yeah i think honestly i think her idea is really great because if you think of countries like greece don't quote me on this either but When I went there, I spoke with someone, a taxi driver, who said that Greece's, like their finances come from travel. It comes from international travel. People coming over there, tourism is huge. And so I would hope like that Uganda and Nigeria and other countries in in Africa could come up off of things like that too. You know, just make the place look a lot better. Like I said, my sister's organization, make the infrastructure look a lot better. People would travel somewhere if it's Instagrammable, if it's um, aesthetically pleasing, they would travel there. So I would hope that I can collab with my sister's organization and we can make Uganda look very nice. And that, that way people would want to come over there and see the place and um, take pictures there. And people will spend big money to go somewhere that looks pretty. So yeah, I definitely like to collab with other organizations. And I think you just manifested it all. You did, you spoke into existence (laughs) and it's even, it's even better when, or when you're looking further on down the line. Yeah. If y'all are, I won't even say y'all are, when y'all collaborate, it's going to be amazing. Just the fact that we think about all the time, just wanting to give back to our, community where we came from directly. And it's, it's, it's nothing like that feeling, just being able to say, hey, I grew up here. I, I struggled. I, I, I succeeded. I, I went on to do different things. But nonetheless, I, I will never forget where I came from. And I will always just want others to have that same opportunity, maybe even to have opportunities and access to resources that I didn't have. I think that just makes it all the better and right. keeping it in the family. That's that's a beautiful thing. So I definitely do wish her the best. Might even have to bring her on the podcast too. Yeah, but, asking you about her. your podcast. <laughs> oh, sure. Let's come on. Let's do it. I, I want to work with any and everybody, especially when you're when you're doing different things like that. And especially when you take it a step further and really just go international with things. So right. just before we wrap things up, something that I also had a question about and just wondered about just a little bit, just because I know 
Africa is just, it's huge. It's very diverse. I was even looking at one of the pictures that you guys have on your page and it laid out the whole Africa. And it basically said that the United States would only take up a portion of the Northwest. And it was just like, wow, you just think of how huge, huge Africa is. And just the fact you think about how big the United States, I think the United States is pretty big. You ask me just in thinking of East to West Coast. And just the fact that it only takes up a fraction, a very small fraction of that. So um, I definitely do encourage you guys to visit the Working Women page on Instagram and, and look at that picture and just look at the details just to really give you an idea of the impact of how many people that they're truly serving and how many people that they're trying to target. Now, with these kids specifically, with these women in Uganda, in Nigeria, and in other countries soon to come, how do you guys kind of go about serving them? Like, are these are these women that are in specific schools, in specific programs? How do you, how do they kind of come into contact and are able to benefit from the uh, Working Women Foundation? Most of the women, like mentioned before, came from the fellowship. They came from that fellowship, and we've been catering to them since. Some of the women, there's this one girl. Her name is Lukia. She's maybe 19 years old. No, I'm lying. Maybe 17 years old now. She was the first person a part of the organization. Um, and she was not she was not in the fellowship. I actually met her at my grandmother's house. She was her house girl. So a house girl is basically someone who helps you like clean and cook and just do chores around the house. And since my grandmother is elderly, of course she could benefit from having someone help her and she'd pay her. So I met Lukia and, you know, she wanted to be a nurse because she was about to start nursing school. But, you know, of course, the money you make as a house girl isn't going to pay for that. So we have her now. We are, you know, trying our best to, to pay her, her school fees for her. So we met her through that. Most of the other ladies are through the fellowship. Pastor Kato, his name is, is Kato. So Pastor Kato and through Joshua. And I think the next time we go back, we're supposed to go back this December, but COVID happened. So I guess maybe next year. Next time we go back, I want to go to a different village and just meet other people, maybe meet people along the streets, or I really don't know how we're going to meet them, but I want to expand the organization and um, hopefully have the resources to take care of everybody. And like I said, I just think that you're just manifesting things for the organization, for yourself. And I really just can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see the the work that comes with additional organizations, your sisters included. I can't wait for the, the work that comes with others, just whether it be United States-based, whether it be with Joshua over there in Uganda, whether it be even when you guys kind of make that those connections more so in Nigeria and those other countries. So it's all going to happen for sure. And, and just, in, just in scrolling through your page, you guys have done so much. You guys have impacted so many people, so many lives, so many families, just from like you said, just from seeing things that were wrong, just from from noticing maybe how you grew up and just how things should be. And maybe even coming over here and just seeing just the biggest difference in how life over there is much different and how we sometimes are quick to complain and just quick to be ungrateful. But, oh, well, let's take a spend 24 hours in Uganda, spend 24 hours in Nigeria, these other countries. And, and you may kind of reconsider that a little bit or maybe just appreciate the things you have just a little bit more because these are even children that we're talking about, people who are younger than us, our, our younger brothers, our younger sisters, even our, our nieces, our nephews that are just struggling on a daily basis sometimes and, and not granted the same access just because of how the government treats them. So just in me thinking about myself and, and just kind of the nature that I have, and I know a lot of people out there are always just willing to help. 
um, and support what's something that we can do over here in the United States, whether we be located in New York or whether we be located in Florida or North Carolina, what is something that we can do to, to help the Working Women Foundation ensure that they're just making the most impact possible? Oh, thank you for asking that. Something you could do is follow our Instagram, the Working Woman Foundation. Um, and woman is uh, singular, it's not plural. So it's W-O-M-A-N. If you follow us, you can, you know, do the small things like repost or, uh, you know, basically just promote what we're trying to do and, you know, get the message out there. You can also donate. We accept all different methods of money. Um, we have PayPal, Apple Pay, Venmo, Zelle, everything you can think of. We got it all. You can um, also, another thing that's weird, you don't have to specifically help us. If you, you know, if you don't want to, you just go visit the country. It's an absolutely great country. Most, I'll, I'll say all African countries are great, but I've never traveled to all of them. I've only been to Uganda and Nigeria once. I've only been to Nigeria once, but um, so I'll speak on Uganda since that's what I know. Uganda is an absolutely wonderful country. There's so much to do. The um, nightlife is freaking amazing. The food is so yummy. Um, it's not only Ugandan food, they have diverse food from everywhere. All the people are so nice. You can go on safaris. You can like, it's just, it's an absolutely wonderful country. So if you just go over there and you give to the local people there, you're helping a lot. And you might even indirectly be helping the organization because one of my girls might work at one of the restaurants or the hotels or uh, might be a nurse at the at the hospital you might end up going to, you know, just things like that. Yeah, that's how that's how you could help. <laughs> you had me when you said good food. No, I'm just kidding. But I definitely <laughs> do think that that's important too. Just it's one thing to be able to to donate, to give the money, to know that, hey, look, I, I want this to be used for this. And even directly, sometimes even be able to see, hey, well, the Working Women Foundation just did this. And they said, thanks to all the donations, this is how they made it possible. Well, I donated. So, okay, I'm seeing a direct impact of of my services. So no, that definitely does make people feel good. But it's another thing when you're up close in person, when you're in the mix, you said, like you said, you could go to one of the restaurants and be tipping somebody and they'd be a part of that. And you just never know. That's how small the world is, but that's how things sometimes come full circle. So I encourage everybody out there to one way or another tap in somehow with the Working Woman Foundation. I'll be sure to post all their information in the bio after we drop this episode, along with um, the Down to Business podcast information. But I want to give a big Shout out a big pat on the back, a big, uh, big, just gracious, just gracious. Thank you to you, Selena, for sitting down with me, Joshua, for making things happen. And just the Working Women Foundation for all the work that you guys are doing, both noticed and unnoticed, and really just making the impact, really just making that change um, in those women's lives and, and soon to come men for sure. So I definitely do appreciate your time. I definitely am looking forward to what is to come from your foundation and even working with um, others and even working with more of you guys. And hopefully we can do a follow up maybe in the future just about the progress or I'll definitely be in Africa. I mean, my pastor was from Ghana. My uncle, uh, he goes back and forth a lot. So I'll definitely just try to take a trip here or there in Uganda. I have some fraternity brothers from Nigeria. So I'm definitely um, excited for that. But I do just want to thank you again for sitting down with me today. Thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you for everybody out there who's been tapping and who's been listening, who's been supporting. And let's just keep it going, guys. So this has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Thank you.